What is going on, everyone? It is Thursday night, 7 p.m. Central this week. We had to push it back an hour this week. It's time for two-wheel drive rankings. We're Wyatt, you're done with finals. I'm done with finals. Let's talk some polling. I guess. We'll go with it. But yeah. Well, what's going on, Jason? Nothing much. How about you guys? Oh, doing pretty solid. Hopefully the weather doesn't turn crap here pretty sudden. Yep. Snow's coming, they say. <laughs> Very true. Charles? Just living the dream, uh, sitting here watching my uh, social media blow up with all the excitement of PRI while I'm stuck here adulting and uh, holding down the fort. So I'll get to go play Saturday, I guess. Yeah. You and me both. I really want to be there. <laughs> yeah. I will go one year. My brother's up there already, and he said the crowd was pretty good today. So. Yeah, day day one's good. Saturday kind of sucks because it, it, it. No, I mean that in the wrong way, but it's it's real busy. So I'm probably not going to get to see everything I want to see. But um, hey, mm-hmm. you know, I use my vacation days sparingly to go race, and uh, I'm I'm limited what I can do. And uh, I'm thankful that uh, the the man I work for allows me to be gone for for part of the day tomorrow to travel and. Go MC the the Outlaw Diesel Super Series banquet tomorrow night down there as part of PRI weekend and then Saturday we'll just uh, pound the floor and have some fun and then then Sunday we're we're gonna haul back some uh, parts for for a two six guy here in the area so awesome. it's it's worth it for the trip. How far of a drive is it for you? I can get down there if if I'm driving in my car without any passengers I can make it five hours. I'll just say that. That's not bad at all. No. So how far is ship Shawana from you before we get going? Ship for me is about three hours away. It's not bad at all. No. I think I looked it up the other day. I think it's about seven for me, maybe eight. It's definitely uh, – and I'm not just saying this because of my involvement level of being what it is now. I'm definitely grateful that it's in ship now and not Gordyville. Yeah. Um, the, the commute's better and the heat in the building's better. If we can get them to uh, relocate the – uh, the the sound horns out of the floor and put them up in the ceiling where we don't get that god awful echo and people can actually hear what the hell I'm saying. That would be awesome. But uh, yeah, I know they've got some big plans for over on the Coliseum side to expand that facility and, and make it bigger and probably move that event within the venue um, to a more advantageous place in the future. So we'll just see see what see what it holds. I'm happy to be a part of it. Lucky to be a part of it. Uh, thanks for. Thanks to Clint for for believing in me and, and allowing me that chance. So we'll see what happens. Yeah, I'm super excited. I've not been to the Midwest or Nationals in probably at least ten years, if not more. And uh, I just decided I was going to do it this year, and I'm excited for it. And I really hope in the future, if they do do the Coliseum style seating, it'll be as uh, big as uh, Murfreesboro is, because that's how their arena is there. So yeah. With that being said, are you guys ready to jump in? I think so. Ready as we're going to get. I, I guess with this many you know, tool drive trucks. <laughs> all right, so before well, we get 250 of them in North America, how long did it take everybody to make their list on this week? Collectively, um, over the course of this whole week. Collectively, all together. Yeah, just whenever I had time during the night, and then I just slowly out of time i just had to go through every association state national all of it yeah 
Charles, what about you? Yeah, had plenty of hours going through because I know there's a lot of state state groups too, and trying to do matchups for what those results told me versus what the national groups do. Getting it down to ten was actually fairly easy, but trying to order them wasn't. And I wound up just going shoot from the hip and going, all right, this is what I feel like. And I usually don't like doing that. I like to have some sort of statistical basis to back up why I put somebody somewhere. I don't tonight. It's that close. For yeah, it really was. And I'm gonna we're gonna shake up the order a little bit. We're probably gonna catch a little bit from people of who's on here, who's not on here. But that's part of it. We had to sort through what 250 of these guys. Yeah, yeah. it's it's really hard. There's there's some guys on my honorable mentions list that really burned me because I wanted to put them in the top ten, but yes. like I can't find a place for them. You and me both, brother. They really burned me. Well, looking at, looking at everything, like if, if we were going to do this 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 show one year ago today, I feel like it would be a lot easier. I but do too. Twenty two is tough, man. It mixed up big time. Oh yeah, yeah. and especially TP, TBC really had something to play with because the outlaw guys could come play more. Yeah. Yep. All right, Wyatt, you're up there in the top corner, Bubba. Who's on your audible mentions this week? This first one. What was what I meant by by burn me? Uh, I had Showtime and the Timmerman trucks. Uh, di- they didn't have a Grand National or Champions Tour win, but whenever they showed up on regional national tours, they were really really consistent. Um, Wayne was second in Grand National points, but he didn't have a win the entire season. But consistent. Uh, then they had Renee Theobald, pretty wicked. Uh, Sawmill Express of Beatty and Sullivan's. Um, the rekindle truck of Corzine with the BG ring and one win, and then the ITPA point title, and then bottoms up of Amundsen. It's a heck of a group. You put them in any class, I you you can't pick a winner out of that. Nope. And you Charles, guys your turn, Bubba. Oh yeah. Yeah, I don't disagree with what he said. Um, I had some of those as well. The Timmerman crew, Showtime for sure. Um, featured very well up in Wisconsin State, factored in with NTPA, did very well f- for themselves. Uh, the, the Nelsons is a team. You, you've got multiple trucks. There's This class more than any other is like a team class, really, and you got to narrow it down to one truck or the other. So the Nelsons globally are one that, that factors – um, Timmermans are ones that, that comes up with something like that. The Petros globally, they can be in that conversation. Um, Corzines have had multiple trucks over the years. Uh, Clay Chastain, fistful of dollars. Uh, I was one that was in there. Buffalo Chips out of Outlaws did very well. Um, so those are some of the guys that I just kind of highlight as, as an honorable mention. They deserve to be top 10 a year ago. Any one of them would have been. It just is it this class is tough. This class is just tough. Charles, might I ask what Nelson family are you referring to? The uh, the the Illinois Nelsons. Ooh, okay. <laughs> yeah, you, know what, you know what? That's that's a fair that's a valid point. The Texas Nelsons count in that conversation too. Yes, they do. Very, very much so. Yeah, very- Nelson families. Right. Both of them. Well, hitting my honorable mentions uh, for this week, Reed Kendall was in there, obviously. They didn't 
run the full NTPA tour, but they did win ITPA points. Uh, pretty wicked. She had one win and four top fives on the NTPA tour this year. And uh, I did come down south into my home association, our Mid-South Point champion, Barb Wire. He was in there. He ran strong all yeah. year long. Uh, the bucket list was your TNT points champion this year as well. Uh, Mad Max. Uh, ever since I had to make some changes for weight on that truck, they are uh, kind of refiguring out that setup. I talked to them a couple of times this year. Uh, Yellow Thunder. He does not run the full tour either, but every year at Bowling Green, I'm impressed. And I went back and he did really well in the region too. Uh, here's another one. Trimmer. He was second in our Mid-South points this year, but he has competed at Farm Show in the past and has done very, very well. Made the finals multiple times. I think he was in the top three on Saturday night in the finals a few years ago. And then uh, Sawmill Express with Tim Beatty. You put 2021, 2020 Tim Beatty struck out there. He's easily in this top 10. Dell wins this year on the PPL Tour, but he was still fifth in points. He's just so consistent. I think one I'd, one I didn't mention that I'd have to put in there too would be Sipes, the the Buckeye Thunder Truck, uh, yeah. Region Two Northwest, did basically dominated that division. That's Schaefer's old truck, isn't it? Uh, yes, it is. With luck, Charles, you got the the spreadsheet for this week. I do, and um, I can change up the order if you guys like. I don't care. Well, before we do that, um, Jason, for the people that don't quite know you as a person or the team that you run with, give us a little background information on you and the uh, Cornburn team. Uh, 2019 is when we actually – we were pulling like Fantasy and Tri-State before that, and 2019 is when we actually jumped up and bought a MBR for Cornburner and – we pretty much just ran region five, just didn't, we didn't know much was going on. It was all, everything was new to us and did fairly well. We ended up running region five points. And then I, then 2020 COVID hits, we didn't do a whole lot of pulling. And 21 is when we actually broke the chassis in half down to Bowling Green. So then this year was a learning year too, with a whole brand new everything. Uh, I don't know. I, I, there's just a lot of people behind us, behind me, I guess. I would say, I mean, I, I might be the one that drives it a lot, but I got a crew that goes with me and I got a crew that stays home. And Jeffrey, I mean, he he's one of the owners, Jeff and Laverne, they both own it with me and he don't like to travel, but he's always, every time we pull in with something wrong, he's there right there helping us get us going. And uh, me and Laverne, Jared and Jamie, we pretty much handle things when, when, when it's time to go pulling. I guess everybody's got their job, but. Definitely. That's awesome. I remember when we used to run Tri-State together a long time back from like 13 through 18. Holy cow. Now, when you ran Tri-State, was that – was that were you guys running a small block? No, they were just a big block Chevy with a 671, you know, running one-to-one, like 10 pounds of boost. And it was just – I mean, when we jumped up to this – Wayne Timmerman, Lance Fleming, them guys, they were huge help. Help. I mean, we it was a whole new experience. I mean, anything we knew back in the other class was it didn't mean anything in this class. I mean, with motor combination and everything. So it was quite a step, but I don't know. We've been having a lot of fun along the way. You meet a lot of different people, pull against a lot of different trucks. 
Very true. Absolutely. Also, guys, for everyone that's watching, kind of throw in the comments now what class you guys want us want us to do next week instead of waiting until the end of the show. So maybe yeah. we'll get a little more on that front. I think we don't answer that already. <laughs> yeah, me too. But you never know what someone can throw at us. What do we have left? Two classes after this week. What one? Super Farm and Semi, oh, right? Semi, duh. Yeah. I've got one more question for Jason. What actually got you started into pulling? Oh, I don't know. DJ's been pulling forever, and then Jeff Laverne kind of got into it. And then I actually started – first thing I pulled myself is we actually bought an old cab over semi at a sale once just to go have fun with. And then we had a lot of fun with that, pulled some ECI stuff, and then just – we that wasn't with like DJ and Jeff and Laverne and stuff. So then we actually sold that and built a yellow 36 Chevy. And then that way we could all kind of run together. And we ran that up until 18 when we sold that, sold the stuff out of corn burner and then basically just decided to just go with one truck. That's awesome. Well, let's jump into the top 10. Oh yeah. I'm first. <laughs> Yeah. I, I made you first. I can change that if you want. I don't care. Nah, we're good. Um, number 10 to start off. Uh, got, got brought in a new tire in the game. Russ Nichols in the on-the-edge truck. He had one win, multiple state and regional wins by a bunch. But um, has really a presence on the national circuits, but just didn't quite have as many wins as I thought he would have in past years. feel like we're already, based on that, we're going to be all over the map tonight um, with this class, and that's to be expected. Um, I threw recency bias into this one, and, and a BG win with a brand-new truck mattered to me. I threw Corzine's in here, it rekindled, and uh, that's that's my number 10. My number 10 is actually our guest tonight, the Corn Burner. He had one win with eight top fives. Yeah, we're gonna be all over the map on this one, which is expected. Oh yeah, absolutely. There's a lot of there's a lot of competition out there. I mean, there's a it's a very tough class. Well, it's any given day, it's anybody. Yep. Yeah, you so, can't count nobody out. You don't walk away from nobody. That's something that I paid attention to. This so last week we did four wheel drives, and last week in four wheel drives we had fewer wins by five feet or 10 feet or more versus number two. But the diversity of wins in this class, while we had, we had several breakouts where, where somebody just got it right and stomped everybody, the sheer number of winners versus starts, the, the spread is a lot bigger in two-wheel drive. Everybody got involved. It, it was uh, This was a tough one. I did not know that, uh, Thomas. That's crazy. Yeah, looking at outlaw results for places like White Wright and De Leon, there were 25 of them that showed up. And, and two-wheel drive is big in Texas. It's not a state that's talked about a lot for this class, but it's tough to go down there and try to compete. And the guys who do it, you know, there's some legit names down there, household names, people that you know, people that everybody know that are that are right in it. Absolutely. Wyatt number nine. Number nine, this might burn some people. Um, I've got the first of the feature trucks in Buckeye Hauler. One win on the season, seven top fives. 
not quite the normal year for this truck, knowing it's past, but still, it was still a great, good year for the truck. Um, and my number nine, uh, I had uh, after midnight, um, uh, Nelson Camp. Uh, they had one uh, Champions Tour win. It was one of those 10 feet or more curb stomp kind of deals. Um, good win for them. But uh, they they kind of spent the year a little bit too with uh, uh, rent a driver, so to speak. Uh, yeah. a, lot of, a lot of guys behind different steering wheels and maybe hurt the consistency somewhat across, across the, the whole pack. Yeah. My number my, my number nine is coming in at Showtime. He had no wins on the Grand National Circuit, but he was consistently right there in the top five. I think I saw at least four or five 29s for NCPA points this past year. They He's so, yeah. so close, and I would throw him in there with everybody. No, I don't hate that at all. Timmermans are knocking on the doorstep of being a threat in this class. So close. Yeah. I was impressed by him at Brighton Burks. First time I got to see him run. Very last badge day hook of the season. I think they went one, two, and three, or one, two, four with the three trucks. It was really, really dominant. Number, I guess we move to number eight. Uh, number eight, that's where I've got Mr. Sullivan. Uh, he had one win, he had eight top fives across multiple associations. Um, he had a really stout showing throughout the year. Yeah. There was a couple times where you were in the lead, and then you got just barely bumped out, finished second or third, but you're always consistent. You had that win capability. Closest one was in Hillsboro. We got third by three inches. Wow. Russ Nichols won it, and then RJ got in between me. Or I was, I think RJ took the lead. Russ got him by an inch, and then I was an inch behind RJ. Within three inches, there was three of us. And usually that's the case for our class. And number that's eight. What I mean. that's, how, that's how competitive this deal is. I mean, it's, I mean, and a lot of times, I mean, you, you might only be four, four or five feet back and you're 10th. They, they that's can really it. Step in there. Legit. That's it. That's exactly it. Uh, for my number eight, I had to, I had to throw in Buckeye Holler here. Not sort of the year that this truck is accustomed to having, but, um, man, off a trailer, you'd be hard-pressed to pick, pick against anybody tougher. Um, it's it's part of the Petro team. It's the one Jesse probably knows the best. Um, maybe the focus wasn't there for this truck like it was for his father's truck and for, for obvious sentimental reasons, and I get all that. Um, but, uh, you know, if, if we're, if we're going to pick somebody coming off trailer, who's going to kick your ass? He's got to be in the top 10 and, and be a threat for it. So that's that's where I, I put that one. Yeah, copy and paste that for me, Charles. That might be the only time that happens tonight, but we'll see. Tonight, I think you're right. That's That might be the only cut and paste. I was surprised there's any of them that are the same. We've been pretty good so far. We like so. Just if you're if this first time watching the Power Ranking show, the three of us, we do not talk. Ahead of time, no. there is nothing said between us. We come up with this independently, and uh, it's remarkable how close we actually wind up coming at it from three totally different perspectives, and and we wind up in, in a pretty close place. 
I remember the week of week of the modified rankings, and Charles, you and I are number six through I think nine were all the same, but I flipped them like not even twenty minutes before the show. <laughs> great minds think alike. I'm I'm not saying my mind is great. Maybe yours is. I don't know. Number seven. Number seven, that's where I went with the Outlaw Champ, the Buffalo's Chip Truck. Had quite a few wins in the Outlaw Tour. Um, wins against some very quality trucks from, you know, the Outlaw Circuit, the Texas trucks. Um, but, yeah, he was, for all-steel body, it's a really good truck. I don't hate anything why I just said right there. Championship, three wins, great effort. I went Outlaws here as well, but I went with Lil Whip instead. Um, Lil Whip had four wins and didn't win the title, but also late in the season missed some hooks. Um, had had Nelson made some of those late season hooks, I think they would have been right there for this. Yeah. And on top of that, I'll say quality wins for Lil Whip as well. Um, they took wins at White Wright against a bunch of guys, Rock Valley, and a win at the Iowa State Fair as well. Yeah. My number seven, I'm probably going to get some flack for this. But uh, Kenny's complaint was my number seven this this week. Two wins, six top fives, and eight top tens on the year. Had some bad luck towards the end of the year and not the year they were hoping to finish out with. A bit low, not going to lie. That's a bit low. I know. It's just it's that close. Sure is. Do Petro still own the vintage? Yes, they do. It runs a uh, region two. That's a whole squad between him and Mayhill. Yeah. Yep. I thought Mayhill was supposed to have a mini rod out this year. I'd yeah, heard I that. Or is that just me? I think he sold that. Yeah, you might be right. Oh, did he? I think he sold it. Okay. I think he bought a two. I saw register for BPO this year. Yeah. Oh. Um, going to number six. Number six, I've got the guys close to me. I've got RJ in the side and says Chevy, the blue truck. He had three wins this year, seven top fives, fourth place in PPL points. He was tied, tied in first going into Wheatland, but just didn't quite get the championship. But always that team is always a threat wherever they go. Yeah. Have they sold that truck yet, Wyatt, or do you know for sure? Simon. It's Simon's what's not for sale and what is for sale. The Simon says trucks are not for sale. I, I don't think he – I'm pretty sure he didn't sell that Chevy. I think Chevy and the Dirty Pro are sitting there right now. Oh. oh, snap. Okay. Here's one spot where I might get myself in a little bit of trouble because he uh, wound up winning the points title. But um, uh, number six – I, I came up with a Champions Tour guy, the addiction, out of Tennessee. Um, good truck. Oh no! But I almost feel like I almost feel like he snuck up on it when it came to the title. Um, as far as being being like a heavy hitter or a guy that I think off the trailer is gonna kick your ass, no, it doesn't come up as a name that that I think of. So uh, I maybe derated him to my own peril, and I, I I'd love to see in twenty twenty three that uh, he proves me wrong. Yeah, just go ahead and copy and paste again. 
I would keep doing this, dude. This is this is like your my thing. Same thought process. We're on a wavelength. Yep. This is just one of those. Well, this is one of those classes. It's not like it's going to dominate, but it's more or less just consistency. If you win, it's another plus. What? Crack at the top five. Well, that's where I've got Little Whip Truck. Uh, for all the reasons you said, but he also had the sweep at the Polish Championship. That for me, the two big runs he had down there uh, kind of showed why you shouldn't mess with uh, some outlaw guys like him. That is totally fair, and you know what? I failed in my research to look at TPZ results, and I might have re-rated a little whip. No, and you know, given that, I don't hate that at all. There's just so much to take into with this class; it's crazy. And my number five is probably the guy who one year ago I would have had this dude number one. It's Russ Nichols on the edge. Yeah. Just, he fell off a little bit this year. I think he got a little bit, you know, I don't know that he had any issues necessarily through his season. The schedule didn't necessarily stack up where he could run both calendars. And I know he was super busy and focused on, on the new tire design. And so maybe the truck just didn't get the attention it deserved. But um, he's one of those guys, man. He, he's got it. Yeah. Well, now that you say that about tire designs, Jason, what do you think about this whole tire deal with tool driver? Do you see many? different tire designs um, or like different tire brands or what do you look for when it comes to a tire? I mean, up until now, everybody's been running Mayhills. I, <clears throat> I don't know. I personally think like our 30 inch draw bar, I don't know if, if new tires or different tires or, you know, if they're wider or whatever, I, I don't know what's going to help or hurt, I guess. I don't know. I, for like the year we had, I guess, as of right now, I'm probably just going to stick with what we have. But I hope that we end up don't costing us a season over the deal because the other problem is, too, I think they're going to be limited supply also, you know, if they do come out and stuff like that. But they got to kind of get it figured out how they're going to measure these tires before or after and stuff like that before, you know, that's that's probably the biggest decision, figure out how they want to do it. And, you know, worst part is, is, you know, if you do it after you cut them, that takes a lot of help. But if you do it before you cut them, then people can make them wider, I guess, or whatever. So I, there's just that's, a lot of decisions to be made on that deal. That's an interesting insight. So we've heard that argument and, and that conversation revolve around the 24.5s and the current controversy on the METOS tires, particularly with, with when it comes to NTPA. Is the measurement of a tire in cut or uncut condition and, and all that conversation applicable to what's going on in the two-wheel drive world as well right now. Yeah, pretty much. It is. So that's yeah. not being talked about. You heard it here first. So there's there's something that I didn't realize was even on the radar that it was a controversy for you guys too. Yeah. Yeah. So, I... Go ahead. Oh, you go ahead. I was jumping on to the oh, next one. You go yeah, ahead. Like you know, Russ tried them out or whatever, and, you know, his new tire and stuff like that. But he, he when he sharpened them, he made them, he made them legal or whatever. But I think, I don't know how wide they are. I have no idea what they look like before they come out. But, you know, that's, that's the thing. I don't know how wide, you know, he almost, he probably almost got to just check them, you know, after they're sharpened. But 
I don't know. That takes a lot of people too. You know what I mean? How much, so how much work goes into something like this? Like you made, you've made the comment that he made them legal by cutting them. And I guess my part of the argument would be that I don't give a shit what they are out of the mold. It only matters how they're as used on the track, but what does a guy do to cut them to make them legal? I guess in, in your mind. I don't know. I am far from a tire guy, but you know, as, as a tire is round, you know, you got the top and as they round, well, if you cut down into them, I think you can get them wider. I believe, I don't know. Like I said, I don't probably shouldn't even got into this tire deal. Cause I don't know enough <laughs> about it, but I, I don't, and I guess in my, my opinion, they should be measured coming out of the mold. And then I guess if you can figure out some way of getting them wider, maybe, but then on the other hand, if it's measured before we all hit the track, then everybody's tires the same width. You know what I mean? So that's probably the way to do it would be my guess. But I, like, I don't make the decisions. I don't know. I just going to run with everybody else does, I guess, you know, you just kind of, kind of watch the leader and see what's going on there. You know, Russ did very well with his set of tires that he had, you know, so. Fair enough. Gets, I'm not going to beat you over the head with it. It just, it's interesting to me. It's, it's, it's a point of contention currently. So I'll, I'll leave it there. I'm not going to put you in a spot where, where you, you, you risk saying something that you have to take back or whatever. That That's right. That's I don't, I mean, I don't want to get my house egged or nothing over the deal. You know? Yeah. Right. I get it. Yeah. I'm not going to put you there. Yeah. It's a whole, it's a whole argument that goes across the board, no matter what class you're in. Yeah. There is a point when they're arguing about the semis and their DOT tires, so it's it's all across. Yeah. So for my number five, I've kind of got backtrack, and I'm going back down to my honorable mentions. I was under the impression that the Simon Says Chevy had been sold, so I am incorrect on that. So that probably would have shuffled my order around. But for my number five, Charles, we did again. On the Edge is my number five. You give me 2021 on the Edge back and have a dominant year like he had then, absolutely. He's probably number two or one. Fair enough. Yep. But power rankings, baby. I love it. Yeah, it's not it's not a popularity contest and it's not a points championship. It's about what can you do to kick everybody's ass. Exactly. Yep. Number four. <laughs> Uh, number four, I went with the other Petro truck. I had Kathy's complaint. Um, two wins on the season, six top fives, third place in NTPA points. Um, when you say the name Petro, I mean, you, you never take him lightly. Yeah, don't disagree there. Um, at number four for me, that is where I did put Simon's, uh, Simon says Chevy. Um, with, with the wins, the, the three that they had on the year with it, and considering all the divided attention within that camp against mini rods, multiple tool drives, multiple pro stocks, I mean, they were just all over the place. And to have the focus to, to make that thing go and, and win as much as it did. Um, and our, there's RJ. Uh, yeah, uh, RJ's watching, guys. Yep, got to gotta go with that one. Yeah, there's the source, baby. Yeah, so let's – they'll sell either the Simon Says two-wheel drives that does not include Simon says Dodge. I think we I think we can say that one definitively. I think RJ will chime in and say that one is is never leaving. 
Maybe. I don't I'll, think either Simon's trucks are leaving. Those were Roger's trucks. I yeah. don't know where I got that from. I really don't now. But I thought I had heard that it was gone. So for my number four, I went to the Outlaw Points champion, uh, Buffalo's Chips. The event that I clicked on in red, he won by a substantial margin. That's one thing you don't really see much in this class of is substantial wins by, you know, 10 plus feet, unless something crazy happens. Yeah. I think a couple of the events I clicked on, just happened to click on looking for this truck in particular. I think there was one he won by like 20 feet or something like that. And that kind of put me over the edge. And I mean, good trucks were there as well. I think one of them was when there was 25 of them. All right. Top three. Top three. It gets, gets tough now. Yeah. Um, for me, that's where I've got Michael White in the addiction truck. Um, you have to win. When you win a championship, you got to be winning capability. But you also have to be consistent with this many trucks. you got to beat a bunch. So, yeah, the consistency and that win at the very end of the season, Wheeland, um, that's where I've got him. And I think there was 18 – trucks that made every single hook at PPL for points. That That's kind of what makes it tough over there, too. There's a lot of them. You got to consistently be in the top half to do that. Yes. And number three for me, I had to put uh, Petros Kathy's complaint here. Um just the, the brain trust that's there there with that team and, and the, the knowledge that they got to draw from, they get it done. And uh, when when they go heads up against guys across all uh, all platforms, they, they tend to do well. They doubled up Toma early season uh, to, to sweep that one with the truck. And um, I, I think they're a threat with that machine currently. Uh, we'll see what happens in 23. But right now, they seem like a threat there in the top three. Whenever I think of the Petro name, the first thing that comes to mind is the seven consecutive titles they won on Grand National Series. Was it seven? Some more? It, it it could have been more. I don't know, but I know they had at least five or six consecutive with in those years, and that it's more than just talent in that perspective. It's it's all the effort that they have to that goes into that too. Yep. Yep. So I'm having to make an adjustment because I accidentally wrote down the same truck twice in two different spots on my list, apparently. You couldn't come up with enough trucks? No, I don't really know what truck was supposed to be there. I thought that I put that truck there. Bro, I thought Red Gable had a list of 300 of them. I know. So I'm going to go ahead and fix them. Yeah, I'm just going to go ahead and air Jake Simons says at number three. Just because. Blue, Simon says Chevy. I can't believe I did that. After all that, 250 I must. So I you actually had like 251 to pick from then because you doubled yeah. one up. <laughs> Whoops. Well, I think this might be where, where we might be a consensus on this. Knowing, yeah. I think so. I think so. No, not you said that, but. Uh, let's crack the top two. Number two, I've got the HPA champion, uh, the Seacrest family. Nothing easy about it. 
Um, two wins on the season, six top fives. Um, that tandem of them too. It's it's cool to see them flip flop when they drive, but they're always really picky about their setup, and they're always really good. Ditto, and I got nothing to add. He's exactly right. Whether it's Brenner Christie, they are right there, and uh, ran well, took the championship, won the underly going away. Um, yeah, I agree. Just go ahead, copy and paste. Wow, you all three got the same one. That happens a lot whenever we get to the top. We all pretty well agree on that. I was wondering if we would all be all over the place for that one. I'm just going to go ahead and do this. Yeah. He had four wins on the PPL Tour overall. I hate I hate the way he lost it the last part of the year, but bad they didn't lose it. They didn't lose it at the end of the year. They lost it at Fishers, Illinois with that last place finish in July. That's where it got lost. Well, he also finished last the first night in Farley. Yeah, I mean they were they were right there. They had every right to to, to sweep this title. Yeah, had four wins on the year. It's he hooked amazing. I mean, four wins, especially on that tour, is nothing to shy away from. That's Man. that's really tough, especially with that many truck on that much competition. I'm trying to go through here and figure out what truck that was supposed to be. Hang on. Who knows? There's a lot of them. <laughs> so, Jason, what's new for you guys uh, for 2023? What, what's going to change with the program? Anything or consistency? Nope, we're we're gonna try to keep everything about the same as we we could. I mean, I for having a whole new setup and everything, I think we did pretty good. Uh, I don't know that the last truck that we had, we didn't move a whole lot of weight, and we just we were kind of having some issues with that, and we just need to figure out how to move some more weight. And it just seems like this truck likes more front end weight than likes less front end weight type of deal. So the other one was. We didn't have to move as much, if that makes any sense. I don't know what the difference is, but I can't complain about anything. Everything everything worked really good. So, who did your chassis? Is it is it an Angler? Is it a Joe Stock? Something you guys did it's yourself? It's a modern. Is it modern? It's a modern. But yeah, we we spent about three days and cut the old chassis apart. You know, try to save some money. Took it all down to Brad, and I don't know, we were picking corn and stuff. And he called me. He's like, I think we should just you should just let me do this and this and this. And I'm like, okay. So then we got talking, me, Jeff and Laverne got talking. I'm like, I don't know. He builds chassis and we farm. So just, I called him. I'm like, just do whatever you got to do. Let's, I'll just be down to pick it up when it's done. So we kind of let Brad have his way and everything worked out. Everything worked out good. So what engine program are you guys running? Is it, is it a Hemi? Is it an MBR? What do you guys run? MBR. MBR. MBR with a, with a Janus blower. We don't have the big cubes. We're running a 526 right now. I don't know. Seems like, like I said, seems to be working. Everything seems to be working good. So, do you, well, so I don't, and I don't know how, how your guys are set up, but on the cubic inch thing, like for two wheel drive, all right, it's it's maybe 40 cubic inch, you know, across versus the class max for what you're running. 
And I don't know if you guys are, are, are long on the stroke or if you're big on the board, but does it matter? Is that, is there something in the seat that you can feel where you say, I'd rather have this? Well, it's the only thing we've ever had, I guess. Uh, and I don't know it. Like I said, it, it seems to be working. I think we can probably run a little bit more RPMs with ours than some of the other guys with the bigger, you know, stroke or whatever, but I don't know. It's, it seems like it's easier on parts too, I, I think, but we also, we, we've had, you know, we've had our issues too. So I, I don't know what to say. I'm not very good on the motor. I mean, Wayne Timmerman, pretty much, I just leave a lot of things up to him between him and, uh, uh, Adam down there to MBR minor brothers. I, whatever they tell me we should be doing is kind of what we're doing. So how much difference, uh, you know, in your pulling history, how much driving experience have you got for two wheel drive versus, versus something else where you can relate what the experience is like to someone who's never sat in the seat of one of those? Uh, probably the biggest thing, nobody can believe we don't have a clutch pedal. I mean, we just, everything's just all in your right hand and stuff like that. And I personally, I don't know. I really don't have a desire to run the clutch pedal. I guess I kind of like that idea, I guess, right now. I didn't even know two drag guys run a clutch pedal. <laughs> I, there's probably a couple of them out there. I don't know of any offhand, but yeah, I, I think give her, I think Travis does give her the beans. I think he runs a clutch pedal. So, but there ain't very many of them out there. It's just, you know, that centrifugal clutch, let that do everything. Let, let the RPMs do it all. You know what I mean? It gets up to enough RPMs and just let it engage and away we go. Yeah. I don't know of anybody in two wheel drive that's doing it. Four wheel drive, mod four wheel drive. I mean, there's a handful of guys that do who say they, they feel like they can kind of modulate because they're what they're used to. They, they can, they can take a bounce out through the clutch better than they can with a throttle. Two wheel drive. I don't know of anybody. It's you know, it's 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 the crowers across the board for everybody. Yep. Yep. We uh, we were. I don't know. A lot of guys run an armrest. We never have run an armrest on our throttle. I was told that I need to put one in there. We were we were jumping That's off the, the line a little bit and stuff like that. But I don't know. We kind of. I got used to it, and I don't know why I don't have a. Uh, armrest i guess but i i don't know i mean i haven't done a whole ton of driving but personal preference for me yeah is i like having something i can kind of slide along again and brace against as well while i'm to do that and so yeah that's to hear that you don't that's that's kind of surprising to me and but if it's what you're used to what you grew up with I right I, it works. i've never had one i've always worried about you know pinching my hand or doing this or do i don't know just finding the comfort level but we tried to get the throttle in the same exact position as the old truck and it wasn't. So it did take a little bit of getting used to as far as that goes. And uh, so, but I don't know it, it, it was coming along towards the end of the years, almost like kind of wish I had about 10 more pulls when we were done, but it's the way it always goes. Yeah, absolutely. Within your class, are guys playing around with different clutch setups? I mean, is, is there, is there a consensus around how many discs to run and, and, and what lockup should look like? Or are guys playing games inside the clutch can? I I don't know. I think pretty much everybody runs a three or a four. And I think, I guess, in, 
you don't really see a lot of guys messing with a clutch or anything like that. I would say they're all pretty consistent, you know, pretty close to the same setup. I think there's other things that a guy can do that I don't think messing with the clutch is going to help out that much would be my opinion. That's fair. So what does um, y'all's motor technology look like? I mean, as far as us guys with the tractors, it's always about the turbos. Is it something with the blowers themselves within it? What does that look like for you guys? There's there's DMPEs, there's Janus, there's SSIs. I, as I guess I can't really say there's one blower out there that just is above everything else. I, I think it's what you get used to. We had a DMP M5, and we actually broke a gear in – Evansville in 2020, I believe. So we actually, in 2021, we did. So then we were at the pole and it was whether we loaded up and went home or not. And I called RJ. He, he said, well, I'll call, make a few phone calls. And Shannon Leisner was actually working for Boyd's and we actually ended up buying a Janus blower with a hat. We put it on and I don't know, I got the DMP E fixed, but we just... I got used to running the Janus, I guess. I don't know if there's anything better or worse with it, but it's kind of what you get used to. It's an it's a different injector hat and stuff like that. So I would say the injector hat maybe has something to do with the drivability, but it's kind of just what I'm used to right now. So I don't really want to change too much stuff. But Did you have to relearn how to kind of reject things going to the DMPE or going to the Janus versus the DMPE? if you had the spray bar in it, having to figure out where your fuel had to go? Yeah, we we did. The, the cylinders pretty much stayed in the same spot. We didn't have to move too much stuff there. Just that first night, we made sure it was fat enough that we didn't hurt nothing, and we kind of hit it. We hit it pretty close, had to do some adjusting, you know, throughout the year, but it seemed like we, you know, there again, I don't know if the spray bar is any better or any worse. I just kind of... Don't, we don't really know enough about that stuff that we mess too much with that motor and stuff like that. It's like, okay, it's running, it starts. Let's just make sure we get the weight tire pressure right. So. That's totally fair. It's usually a phone call to Wayne or Lance and be like, hey, what happens if I try this? And usually Wayne's like, don't try nothing right now. You're, you're doing fine. Just, just don't mess with it. <laughs> I can hear Wayne say that too. Oh, yeah. Oh. Oh, Lord. Love it. I'm just looking through here for comments or questions or anything like that at the moment. What did, what did pull, how did you, how did you get started, Jason? What, what was the, the impetus for you to get into this? How'd you, how'd you get here? Oh, my uncle DJ runs that. He's got the borrowed parts and now they got that, uh, silent partner tractor. And, uh, he, he started it back in 84 and then Jeff and Laverne kind of got into it and then, I started going with them and then I don't know, it just seems like all of a sudden you fall into this and fall into that and you end up where we're at. We uh like at the Tri-State Fantasy, we we there were six of us. They were all great guys and everything. And it's just kinda like, man, I'd like to just try something bigger and just try something bigger, just try something bigger. And we kind of just decided to step up and try it and we I don't know, probably probably just a little bit 
in over our head, but I don't know. I guess that's what makes it fun. When you did stuff like What's that? I was just saying, when you stepped up the first year, you didn't do too bad with it. No, we, we had some good luck. We went to Rockwell and had a pretty good we, – we got a good win over there, and then we ended up winning Region 5 and making it to the Enderley our first year up here and stuff like that. But I don't know. Sometimes – I don't know. In pulling, I think you need to be – it's better to be lucky than good because I don't think you can be – you know, it, it, you just – luck goes a long way sometimes, you know. It does. Well, guys, you got any? We're, we're running up against our uh, time commitment with Jason for tonight. If you got any questions for him, please get the comments, throw them down there, and make sure we get get them asked. And uh, also, if you haven't already chimed in, I, I don't know that we've got a consensus. And what we're going to do next week, because uh, the, the two that I saw mentioned were ones we already did. Yeah, I know. One was like done two weeks ago, and one was done by just you, Charles. Yeah, yeah. But I kind of I kind of want that one back. I I, I kind of do too. I would love to. I would love for us to have the chance to go in there and do that too. I think that'd be fun. We. Will. I want to see how much you would change yours now, since you have a second chance to look at it. We we will. Um, I think post NFMS we'll get that opportunity. Yeah. Maybe even pre. Maybe we go into go into farm show. We'll redo pro stock. Hey, I like that idea. That's my buddy Evan Anderson from down here. They drive playing So I don't know. We I I told I told Laverne and the guys, I'm like, we should go to Bowling Green, you know. And Laverne says, That's too far out there. We ain't going out to Bowling Green. So finally I'm just like, oh, I'll go all by myself. Well then Jamie ended up going along. And we pulled the first night, and we didn't do too bad. We, I think, maybe got 11th or whatever, and we were dusting the frame off. And I noticed there was, like, a little dent back there by the wheels. I'm like, hmm, we should probably look at that when we get home, you know. Didn't think nothing of it. Nothing was cracked. Looked at everything. And, yeah, at about 100 foot, the, I noticed the body was starting to come up, and I thought this – I thought maybe a broken wire or something started raising the body up and – just as I was, I was going to lean over and try to put the switch down or something, you know, and because I don't, it felt like a really good run. And just like that, she just up and quit. But that frame was actually, we actually built that ourselves way back when, you know, we had 1200 horse, not 2,500, you know, and we, we asked a couple of guys about it and they're like, well, I guess I'd run it till it breaks, you know, or run it till it starts bending. Oh, <laughs> well, that's what we did. We, we ran it till it breaks. Uh, Mr. Burkholtz coming in. No way. No way. <laughs> no way. One is enough. One one is yeah. definitely enough. And we put a living quarters and everything in our trailer. So what well, we used to haul two in, we only got room for one now. So that way we got to – it's just nicer. You got spots to sleep in and stuff like that. So, yeah. But one is definitely enough. So, yeah. I can't imagine the work that goes into the – those trucks whenever you have two and three maybe it's i couldn't imagine it it's almost like i from what i see you know you have two it's almost like you would think the work will just double but almost triples or quadruples it's just you know sometimes there's 
you know, just two of us go pulling. And, man, it's like I could really use an ex extra guy or something, you know. And then all of a sudden, you know, you see RJ pulling. He's only got four guys. He's got four trucks. I'm like, hmm, you must be a little bit better at it than me. So there's, a, there's probably a secret to it. I'm sure there is. And they, he's been doing it long enough. They all know. I mean, Lance, he does the same thing. Him and the two boys do them two trucks. And it's it can be a lot of work, but sometimes it pays off too, you know. Two trucks, you get, you know, that's what that's what makes it difficult. Like over at PPL is there's a lot of team trucks over there. Them guys are getting two cracks at you, you know, and stuff like that. But yeah, sometimes the first 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 one's better. Yeah, Miss Jennifer Fleming comes in with this one. I love this one. <laughs> <laughs> well, yes, Jen. Lance is definitely the guy that persuaded us to get up where we are. So, yes, he's probably the worst one for the influencing. Yeah. So, Mr. Burkholz came back with a response to you. <laughs> no, no. <laughs> We're definitely sticking with one truck. Yeah. One truck's enough. You can you can ask Colin when he's going to come out with two tractors, and then we'll find out, right? That's exactly right. That's exactly, that's yeah. exactly what he needs exactly to do. right. So I think our minds have been made up for us, by the way, fellas. Wyatt, we're going to our home turf next week. We're going to Super Farms. Bring it. That's that's going to be hard. Is there more Super Farms than two-wheelers? Not even close. No. Really? No. no. Not anymore. Not anymore. There was a time maybe like 10 years ago why I could, would that yeah. would have been the inverse. But I mean, I mean, the year my brother won Bowling Green, there were 74 that afternoon, and we were like, holy Moses. And then we had to, we had the pull-off that year. Um, I made a list. I think it was last winter. And I think I had 175 or 170. Did we go up into Canada with that list? Because yeah. I did find an association that has a few. Yeah, I did Canada. Yeah. By the way, you guys, while we're on the topic of Canada, one of our super farm pullers, Mr. Wright, did pass away. I saw on Facebook this yes. week. Very, very sad to hear that. Any of our pullers that go, we might not have met him, but uh, he was also a fellow competitor in our classes, and our thoughts and prayers go out to that family as well. Yeah, Bill and Margaret Ann, excellent people. Um, Two-year battle with ALS, and uh, I'm just glad that Bill's not hurting anymore. Sad deal, yeah. but um, – Great, great people. Absolutely great people. Uh, question for you, Jason. You, uh, wait. Wesley, the amount of trucks that we came up with for this week was 250. Yep. This one, Jason. Uh, you come in the WWE promotions poll in Lebanon, Missouri? I don't think so. I've never been to an indoor poll. I don't know if we I, – I don't know. No, probably not. No, I don't know. It – I doubt it. Mm. Charles, do you have anything else? I don't. Um, appreciate Jason, you taking the time out tonight to devote an hour of your time to us to to hear us ramble on about your class and 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 hopefully we asked you some some pertinent and relevant questions and, and educated some people on on what two wheel drive pulling is a little bit about and. Uh, no, nothing to add from here. 
Yeah. Yeah, Mr. Sullivan, thank you so much for coming on with us tonight. One last question just popped in here before we get out of here. And it's not related to the drives, but whatever happened to the Maori suit tractors? We can especially don't know the answer to that. Sold, and I think both of them became four ones, if I'm not mistaken. That's what my guess was. I didn't hear either. Mr. Sullivan, do you have any plans to go to Hammond, Louisiana in March? Yeah. Uh, let me guess. Wesley put that on there? Bingo. Yeah. I don't know. I was told no, but I've been told no before. So it just yeah. depends on planting. If, if we're not in the field, I don't know. Maybe. Never hey. played Louisiana before. Hey, maybe we might try it. If you guys come down, just stay a couple extra months and you can – Run a couple of Mid-South hooks with us. We'd love to have you down here, too. Yep. Well. We've got a bunch of them down here. A bunch of them. You, you, I don't know. You never know where. It just depends on the weekends go. It's, it's, if it doesn't seem like we're getting enough pulling in, man, it seems like I'll travel for a long ways. But sometimes the rest of the team says, oh, we're not going that far. I've had yeah. to take it by myself a couple of times. It ain't fun, but we might as well go pulling. Yeah. Always got the fan vote for Pullers Championship, too, to look forward to. You got an opportunity to, to get in there, too. I think three, all three of us on here have a chance for that one. Yep. Have our fingers crossed. That's going to rely on all of you guys that are watching now. They're not Wonder having two wheelers down there, right? Oh, you know no. what? Nope. Yeah, brain fart. My apologies. Yeah, yes, too. brain fart. We we did change, yeah. We did change the classes up. We're we're trying to keep it fresh every year, and it's not to say two wheel drives won't be back. It's just we're we're going to keep it. Yeah, that can rotating through, you know. Yeah, that completely slipped my mind too. I just copy and pasted from last year in my head. Yep, I did too. I did too. Yep. Jason, I don't know if you want to answer that one quick. How many acres you guys run up there? Oh, I don't. A lot. Some days too many. Some days not enough. It just depends on the weather. This year we could have ran more. 2019 we had half half too much. Yeah. Asking a farmer how many acres you run is like asking a woman how old she is. You're just not going to get an answer. Yeah, you just don't ask that. Or what she weighs, you know. Yeah, or what she weighs. Yeah. Right? <laughs> <laughs> uh. Well, everyone, that is all we've got time for this week. We're right at an hour. Thank you again, Mr. Sullivan, for coming on and joining us this week. It was a lot of fun. And we will see you guys next week for Super Farms. See you guys later. Yep. Thanks for having me. Appreciate it. You're welcome, bud. Thank you. Yep.